Praise the Lord, everyone. This morning, this is Pastor Bulgren, and I'm glad you're listening to our daily devotion. It is good to be with you again this morning. Hope that you are all doing well. This morning, I want to talk to you in this devotional on this thought. Silence is not an option. The book of Matthew chapter 12, verse 36 declares, But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. Verse 37 declares, For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. What is the First Amendment? We hear so much discussion about this. Well, the First Amendment, the First Amendment to the United States Constitution reads, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. In other words, we have by law five basic freedoms given by the First Amendment as an American citizen. The five freedoms guarantee in the First Amendment are freedom of religion and freedom of speech, freedom of press, freedom of assembly, and freedom of petition. Each of these rights is important because they are all fundamental and inalienable rights that everyone should have. Each of these, since the beginning, have been tested and assaulted and attempts have been made to violate their existence. But just as there is a constitution that supports and empowers our rights of speech, we also have another document that supports and empowers our rights of speech. It's called the Holy Bible. Our rights are not just in regards to politics or as a U.S. citizen, but I'm referring to our rights as a child of God exercising your right to speak in faith, exercising your right to speak words of hope, words of worship, and to speak words of great praise. Just because currently we are in a stay-at-home order and social distancing is, 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 is the, the law seemingly of where we are right now, but it does not mean that we have to remain silent We must not let fear silence our faith. We must guard our words. What we say truly does matter, especially during this season of uncertainty. We can condemn our hope by saying nothing positive. We can justify our hope by speaking the promises of the word of God. In other words, continue to lift up your voice. That's right. Continue to lift up your voice. How? Lift up your voice in prayer. Lift up your voice in praise. Lift up your voice in words of great faith. Right there in your homes, turn on some godly music and lift your voice in praise and worship unto the Lord. Tell a fearful friend that you've come in contact with or a co-worker about the hope that is in Jesus Christ. Pray with someone over the phone. FaceTime a relative and share a positive testimony of what God is doing. Why? Because during this season and long after, silence is not an option for a child of God.
A few years ago, my wife and I visited a a place just outside of San Francisco. It was called Colma, California. It's a small town that's located just outside of San Francisco, the side of the peninsula area in the San Francisco Bay Area. The population of that small town is 1,792. But what you may know is that, may not know about that town, it's called Colma, but what it originally was founded upon was a necropolis in 1924. A necropolis is basically a place for the dead. In other words, it was a city devoted to the dead. It was concerns about the public health and crime and the need for space that forced the city and the county board of supervisors to outlaw further burials back in 1902. The larger cemeteries such as Laurel Hill and Calvary Cemetery were told to remove their internments. The fight to keep the cemeteries lasted for many years, but finally, in 1942, the last bodies were removed from Laurel Hill Cemetery. And to this day, it is illegal to bury the dead inside the city limits of San Francisco. Since 1924, it became illegal to operate a cemetery within the city of San Francisco. With most of Colma's land dedicated to cemeteries, the population of the dead now outnumbered the living by over a thousand to one. This has led it to being called the city of the silent, a place where there is no sound, no movement, no laughter, no song, no future, and no life. A place that speaks of life that once was. Silent memorials all around. Silent hopes and silent dreams. It is a city of the silent. I don't think in surveying the landscape of a place to live would be a place where many of us would want to live. As a matter of fact, given a choice, this would probably be way down on the list of where any of us would want to raise a family. But let me just let me talk to you in spiritual terms for a moment. That is exactly where Satan would like us to relocate. <clears throat> he desires nothing more than to push every Christian in the body of Christ into a state of silence. He wants to silence your song, to silence your praise, to silence your joy, and to silence your outreach. Let me just pause here for just a moment. And if you have not heard by now, by the way, we want to praise God for over 1,500 people watching on Easter Sunday. Our service reached into five countries, Cambodia, Turkey, Brazil, Canada, and throughout the United States. Let me just simply say what the adversary thought would silence the church with stay-at-home orders and social distancing and all the other things associated with this virus. Let me tell you what has happened. It has only caused the church to explode in worldwide outreach. You see, Satan wants to silence your influence. He wants to silence your testimony and silence your worship. He would love to see this church outnumbered like Colma, more silent than living, more inactivity than activity. More silence than loud, lifted voices. The reason heaven will never be silent is because it's full of life. Why do we amen the word? Because the word is alive. 
Why do we worship Jesus Christ? Because he is alive. And if our worship is alive, it's going to have movement. You see, church, whether inside of a building or in our homes today, church is life change because it's alive. As a matter of fact, the psalmist said in the final, uh, final chapter, Psalms 150, let everything that hath breath. He said, praise the Lord. Why? Because breath means you're alive. Therefore, sing your song. Praise and worship the Lord. Prayers that are lifted unto the Lord. These are sounds that permeate heaven. It's beautiful. The sounds are indescribable to the Lord and to the hearer. The word says that even noise is welcome in heaven, as long as it's a joyful noise. Why noise? Because anything is better than silence. Because silence is a byproduct of death. Let me just say in closing this morning, we may be in a quarantine situation, but as we praise and as we pray, our voices can travel into the heavens and throughout this world. The good news is you don't have to dwell in the city of the silent. Not one more moment or one more day. So final question to you this morning is this. Where will you choose to live today and tomorrow and the days ahead? In silence or in glorious praise? May God bless you.